Welcome to season one of the Beacon of Hope podcast with Jesse Kretzer, your host, bringing hope and encouragement to nine to five rebels. Having raised two career musicians, building her own business, and teaching others to do the same, Jesse is intimately familiar with the behind the scenes grit needed to go after your passion. And life experience has taught her this. There are a lot of things you can live without, and hope is not one of them. And now, here's your host, 9 to 5 Rebel herself, Jessie Kretzer. Welcome to the first season of the Beacon of Hope podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for agreeing to do this, because you know that as the Beacon of Hope We want to bring hope to those nine to five rebels out there. That's a promise that I have made. And I know the best way I can do that is by bringing stories like yours to people's attention, to our listeners, Mm -hmm. so that they can learn from us nine to five rebels. And let me tell you um, why I wanted to bring you here to my listeners. And that is because you inspired me through your podcast, Hmm. which has had great success, thriving thoughts, speaking truth into the lives of women. I love that. Thank you. And what an honor it was. What an honor for you to mentor me into this world and to have me as a guest. And we met on LinkedIn. Let me just tell everybody that. So how cool is that, right? And thank heavens we met in on LinkedIn, but we live within a drive to each other. So we also yeah. got to meet in person, not just on Zoom and Instagram and all those right, other right. places, all those other <laughs> channels in our world. But I am just blown away that someone like yourself that is in the was in the professional world and is still in the professional mm-hmm. world practiced as a clinical psychologist, Mm -hmm. but answered that tug that you had on your heart, that calling on your life and took the path less traveled to become a nine to five rebel and (laughs) put yourself in the position yourself to be able to reach people that would not come across your path as a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. but need the message that it is, that you have for people. Right. And I know that that was not easy, is not easy, will yeah, not be easy. Not, is not, yeah. <laughs> but please share with our audience the thought process and just everybody wants to know, why would you do this? <laughs> why would you take this risk? So... Okay. So, well, that's like a huge question, girl. Um, So you mean like, why did I leave? um, Why did I stop practicing as a clinical psychologist? Is that kind of what you want to know? Yeah, because there's stability there. There's credibility (laughs) where when you go out on your own, you have to recreate that all over again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. so there were two things that happened for me um, that shifted my focus from a traditional path of being a clinical psychologist to reaching as many 
women as possible, which is, you know, my focus right now. So one of those was something, was a tug. You mentioned this word tug. So one of them was a tug away from something. And another was a tug to something. So there were two things happening simultaneously that were working in concert with one another um, that came to me as I slept at night and uh, came to me throughout my work day. Um, but yeah, so let me let me just back up a second. So I was doing individual therapy for the most part. Um, I did some group, some couples, things like that. But for the most part, it was individuals. And so I was literally behind, you know, four walls, a closed door every day, seeing, you know, anywhere between four and six people per day. Um, so seeing about 25 people per week. And I started to, I'm, I'm a processor, I'm a thinker, like one of my gifts is, is intellection and input. And so everything I take in, I take it in and I compile it and I make sense of it, right? And so seeing all of these people, a couple of things started happening. One, I was recognizing a common thread and that common thread was that everybody that was calling to see a clinical psychologist was they were asking questions like, hey, do you treat bipolar disorder? Hey, do you treat depression? Hey, do you treat anxiety, right? And so the common denominator there is a, a focus on the problem. And I started realizing that as these people were sitting, you know, across the room from me on a couch, <laughs> talking about their problems, and, and I would always, my style has always been to get them to focus on solutions and to focus on their strengths. But that was the mindset and still is the mindset of the psychological community at large is it's problem focused. And for me, what happened that pull away from at night started being one, the common thread was all of these people that I was seeing had extraordinary gifts to offer the world, but they were so heavily cloaked in this problem-focused dimension that they couldn't see them. And, and two, that if I'm focusing on people's problems, it's more likely to keep them in that space, to keep them in that headspace. And I don't think that I'm going to be serving them well, right? And then mm -hmm. ultimately, I couldn't connect people with one another because of HIPAA laws and things like that. You can't say, hey, I think you need to talk to my other person that I see, right? Um, which I think is problematic because we have more commonalities than I think we do differences in terms of our emotional and mental health. Um, we have more commonalities, but we're not talking about them. So everybody's sitting behind these four walls and I'm going at night, like I'm doing these people a disservice because I'm perpetuating the myth that one, the focus should be problems. And two, we should keep those problems within four walls and behind closed doors because that's where they belong. So that was not true to me. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, right. So that was the pull away from that. The pull, the pull away was the pull away from a diagnostic model, the pull away from not being able to connect people with one another. We're designed for connection. And then what I was being pulled to is kind of the, the opposite of that, being able to connect people and being able to connect with people, this common, uh, this, this common truths that everyone needs to take into account about their emotional and mental well-being but that not everybody is because 
the way that the industry is stigmatized, you don't reach out to a shrink. I know I just called myself a shrink, but you don't reach out to a shrink unless you have a quote unquote problem, right? Uh-huh. Right. There was a whole segment of the population that was never going to come see me that I could not pour these truths into. So it was away from the diagnosis. It was away from the problems. It was away from the, the let's keep, you know, sweeping everything under, under the rug and letting everybody think that they're alone going through situations and nobody else is going through it versus no, I'm going to go where the people are and I'm going to start speaking these truths to them, to them and let them know it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm not here to make sure that we identify what the problem is with you. I'm here to let you know these are the common things that we face together as brothers and sisters on this planet. These are the things that we face and we need to bring them out into the open and talk about them. So I hope that answers your question. It, it gives me a lot of clarity, understanding your thought process. Absolutely. And I, you know, it's one thing to seek out a life coach in this day and age, right? That's saying, when I seek out a life coach, I'm saying that I want to be the best version of myself. I want to optimize my gifts and understand my gifts. But if I seek out a psychologist, like you said, there's stigmatism there. There's problem negativity. Yeah. It just has a negative vibe. And I know one of your guests, you talk about how important vibes are. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I totally get it. And I do see the value of connecting people Mm -hmm. and being able to get to more people, but in order to move from where you were to where you are Mm -hmm. and where you're going, Mm -hmm. you had to make some big sacrifices and take some big risks. Yeah. And we, we, we want to say that we don't care what people say about <laughs> us, but we oh, do girl. and we should. <laughs> yes, we do and we should. I know you and, and I agree should. on this. Yeah. We do and we should. Yeah. Because if we want to make a difference and we want to be people of influence, then we have to remember that we are modeling. Yeah. And that is where this comes into play. Mm-hmm. You want to be a nine to five rebel. I say, you can't explain it. There's just this calling on your life. You realize I'm created to do this, even though I'm doing that. How do I go from one to the other? Mm -hmm. There's no easy road. Mm -mm. It it is a journey Mm -hmm. and I've done it and you are doing it and have done it. And so we want to speak hope and encouragement and practical advice into the people that are listening. And so let me ask you a couple of more questions that I think will help people that are kind of either they are a nine to five rebel or they want to be, they know they are, but they, they just need that nudge. And so obviously you have to overcome some concerns Mm -hmm. and opinions of others that are near and dear to us. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? How have you done that? So that's what a great question. Um, I think that's the question that you're addressing is, you know, when we care about what other people think about us, there's a fear and, um, you know, fear of what if, what will people think? if I do this or what are people thinking? Um, I can tell you, I, that fear never goes away, by the way. Like I shut down my practice. Um, it's been three full years now. 
um, I still, when I see people that I haven't seen in a long time, I still, that thought still crosses my mind. I wonder if they think I'm crazy. I wonder if they think what in the world was she thinking shutting down her practice, right? And actually people have asked me that, but so yeah, I think one, just for the people listening that that fear is never going to go away. So if you think just by diving in or just like by, you know, giving yourself positive talk, that's going to go away. It's not. What, what is going to help you is by responding to that fear with action, by doing, um, by taking that step out on the water and knowing that sometimes you're going to sink. Not expecting, whoo, this is going to be, you know, easy sailing, right? Uh, this is going to be super fine. Now I've discovered my purpose. I'm walking in my purpose. Everything's going to come up roses. No. And I think if I could just back up for one second, Jesse, to what you're talking about, about being a nine to five rebel, I think that's the, I, I love, I think it's so fun the way you put that, but I think that's the artifact. That's like, that's like the, the byproduct of what happens when when you feel this compulsion, when you feel this tug, when you feel this pull that says, this is your purpose, this is what you have a passion for, you go walk in that, it very, very rarely in my experience mirrors a nine to five work life. Because when you're compelled to do something so strongly, it is no longer quote unquote work to you. You know, I, I do... I work all the time. Somebody messaged me and said, hey, you know, do you do any video coaching on the weekend? And I was like, um, yeah, because that's life. Like I meet people where they are, right? There is no cutoff for me, but it's not, do I do that? It's, I get to do that. I get to do that so that now, you know, if it's on a Tuesday afternoon and I don't want to have any appointments, I can say, yeah, I'm going to have some appointments on Saturday morning. That is the rebel part, which I think, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece that counters that fear of what other people will think. Um, but let me let me address that specifically since you asked for you know practical advice. Um, I think being honest with people and not again meeting that fear with action, and sometimes the action is being prepared with a response because you know that the people in your life that are watching you because they're watching you. They're watching what you're doing. The people in your life, those who are in your circle, they care about you. They love you. They want what's best for you. And they are very often operating when you start to operate outside of the bounds of that normalcy of the nine to five of the typical career track. When you start to do that, ooh, that throws a little wrench in the works and it makes people anxious and it makes people worry for you. And they think, I don't know. Do you know what you're doing? You know, I think it's about not being mad that people say that, not becoming upset that people say that, know that that comes from a place of uh, a desire for security for you, a desire for success for you, right? And how when you step mm -hmm. out of that traditional path, it looks odd. It feels odd to other people. And my motto, as you know, is to be deliberate and look reckless. So when you're following your purpose with that passion that you have and you're being strategic and you're being deliberate and you're making plans, if it doesn't fit in that box, if it doesn't fit in the traditional mold that we say, go to school, go to high school, go to graduate school, get your career, you know, blah, blah, have all those creds, blah, blah, blah. 
then you're on your path to success. No, you could be miserable, right? Um, right. So I think that um, responding to people, being prepared that when you look reckless, they're going to be concerned for your security. They're going to be concerned for that. So in order to be deliberate, you have to be prepared with a response to that. Expect it. Be prepared. Say, you know what? I get it. I look nuts out here. Like I am jumping. I'm, it looks like I'm throwing caution to the wind, but here's my plan. And here's why this is so important to me. And I would love to have your support behind me. And I so appreciate the concern that you have for me. Yes. We have to have that passion in order to even make the jump. Mm -hmm. What you just described that confident, deliberate, um, conviction. They have to hear that yes. in our voice. Yes. And what you've described is what I call living the integrated life. Mm -hmm. And that's the attractive part to wanting to be this nine to five rebel. And by the way, I call those other people, the nine to five heroes. Okay. Because we, we nine to five rebels need nine to five heroes in our life. You and most right. of us, you used to be one of those for a season, right? But let me speak to this integrated life yeah, that we please. love. I mean, everybody in my life or anybody that watches me, they totally want to go to the grocery store on Wednesday afternoon right. rather than Saturday morning. Right. Okay. Yeah. They totally want to do that. Like Jesse does. Right. And they want to avoid the crowds and be able to be at their children's um, field days and things like that. They want that freedom and that right. flexibility. Right. But what we have to be honest with the nine to five rebels that are about ready to jump is we say, we work hard. We're intentional. Yes. We look reckless, but we're not. Right. And this is not easy, no. but you will love it. Because mm -hmm. you are called to it and you are designed right. for it. And you have to have grit and you have to have self-discipline. Yes. And yes. you know what? When you develop your grit through being a nine to five rebel, like you're building mm -hmm. your career this way as mm -hmm. well as I am, you, your grit gets stronger, yeah. your discipline gets stronger, and you become the best version of yourself in the midst of building this thing. Yeah. But none of us yeah. will ever say, Hey, this is the easy way mm. to go. Oh, no way. No. It's, it's not the easy way to go. What it's very fulfilling yeah. because we get up every day, excited to do what yes. we do. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and when I... it gets hard. Yes, please go. Yeah. I just wanted to speak to that. <laughs> the grit and the discipline. So grit is something that um, everyone has. There's actually been a lot of like really cool psychological research surrounding grit and its utility throughout, you know, the, the success in people's life. But so grit is something that every person possesses. So sometimes people think, well, I just don't have the grit that you do. Yes, you do. It's just attached to a different purpose, right? When you discover what that is, that's when you discover your grit. That's when you discover that stuff that make that stick to that makes you keep, you know, staying on the course, that's grit. But it only comes when you discover that it, that thing that you must do that you cannot, once you've discovered it, live life without, right? 
that's when you start to develop your grit. That's how it happened for me. Yes. Now, discipline, I do not have an ounce of it, Jesse. Not an ounce. No. And so I would say that I, I have, no, I don't. I, I don't. Now, what I do have is a sheer laser focus that has over the last three years become so narrowed that it looks like I'm super disciplined, but all I am is super focused. Okay. So I have really peeled oh, back. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I've peeled back all of the layers, all of the, all of the unnecessary stuff, all of the stuff that, um, that is not my it. I've peeled that back. And as I've peeled that back, I'm left with very, very little. And that's a good thing because I get distracted by the other layers. I get distracted by the unnecessary things. The unnecessary things make me avoid the real it. And once I've discovered that and peeled that back and gotten rid of, shedded all of those layers, it's not discipline. It's just, I see what's in front of me now. I see clearly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that brings me to my theme for my retreat that I'm doing in January, where you're going to be a guest speaker. We were tossing around what we wanted to, to make as our theme. And we said, getting a grip on doing it. Mm. And what you just made very clear is that if you don't have laser focus on what it right. is, Right. You're not going to be able to get a grip on it. No. And the grip is the self-discipline. Right. Right. And that's what I love about nine to five rebels because they know what it is. Yeah. Whether they're a musician. Yeah. Yes. A psychologist that knows that she yeah. is being held back <laughs> by the system that yeah. doesn't allow her to connect people right. that can help each other and right. speak into each other's lives. Yes. or just just speak truth into the lives of people that need your training and your yeah. experience but will never come to you. Yep. I call yep. that going to the people. Yeah. I say sometimes the people come to you. Mm -hmm. And when they don't come to you, you have got to find a way to go to the That's people. That's right. That's right. With Girl, what you have. That. And, and that's what you're doing with the podcast. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Like, that's how you go to the people. <laughs> yes. We're using the technology of today yeah. and the, you know, just the systems and how they've changed of today to get to the people. That's right. And that, that's a beautiful thing because yeah. let's face it, five, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had these same opportunities right. um, in front of us. Yep. And so it, it truly is a blessing. So. You know, I always say there's, there's some blood, sweat, and tears mm -hmm. that have to take place here. And, you know, you got to put blood in the game. Yeah. And that means that you make sacrifices. You got to sweat. That means you got to work hard. Mm -hmm. And you might have, not you might, you will have some tears. Yeah. Because it's not always going to go as you expected it. Right. And it's not always going to happen on the time frame that you need it or want it. Right. And so would you like to share any of your blood, sweat, or tears <laughs> with, with 
our audience. I know that's personal. Yeah. No, hey, hey, I'll go there. You yeah. Can take a pass or you can help the world here. Sherry, no, take your pick. I, well, and I think, so I'll just preface this, that I think it's going to be different for everybody, right? Your blood, sweat, and tears is going to look different for everybody based on your current situation, based on what's important to you. Here's what, here's where I will say I took the biggest hits um, in terms of blood, sweat, and tears was my self-discovery. And because when you, when you decide to step out of your comfort zone, to look reckless, to go do something that you're so passionate about that you so desperately want to do, it does not mean that that is going to come without the blood, sweat, and tears that you're talking about. What it means is your tolerance to be able to work through and get through the blood, sweat, and tears goes up because this thing on the other side of that is so much more important to you, right? Um, so for me, the biggest injury, the biggest injuries that I had was to my ego. Um, the biggest injuries were to my own self-discovery of who I was, what was important to me, and what my values were. Um, so I went through a period of time just to be candid, perfectly candid. I went through a period of time when I made this decision that I went from a very thriving practice <laughs> to like nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean doing speaking engagements for free. Clientele went down from 30 people a week to five. I was up to six employees and then I ended up having to one by one by one by one knock them off, right? Um, and those were all huge injuries to my ego because I was interpreting them through the lens of this is not how things are supposed to be. I was interpreting those things as though I could have prevented them. Um, and the truth is that when you're stepping out of your comfort zone, when you're looking reckless, when you're being deliberate, when you're following that purpose with the passion that you have, those things are going to come. You can, it's like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Remember like when he goes into the, I'm not kidding you. I picture, this is what it is to be a nine to five rebel, to make that switch. When he like goes into the cave, right? And he finally goes and he switches the, he's got like this little gold, I don't know, statue thing. And he switches the sand to try to weight it down. And then he turns around and he starts running and running out and there's arrows flying at him. And there's a big, you know, cavernous cliff he has to jump across and then there's a rope that he grabs onto. I mean, that is the picture of what it feels like when you take that leap and you lose stuff. I lost stuff. I used to, you know, I went from, I had an office and a separate home and then I combined my office and my home. And then I was like, I just need to shut down the office. I mean, it was literally layer by layer by layer of stuff that led me Jesse, this is the most beautiful thing about it. So there, there is not an injury that does not come with such sweet, sweet healing. So out of all of these injuries, a lot of loss of stuff, a lot of material stuff lost, a lot of relationships threatened because I was looking like a crazy person, um, relationships lost because of all of the sacrifices that I've made. And that's not a lie. That's 100% truth. 
those are all things that, um, well, one, I, I pray I never hurt anybody on purpose, right, in the process. But two, that I believe that those losses needed to happen to bring me to a living truth of what my message is, which is thriving in any and every circumstance. And had I not gone through all of those things, and I'm still going through some things. Certainly, I haven't, I, I haven't attained, uh, you know, the other side or whatever. Um, but I have learned that this whole message that I have about thriving whenever, wherever you find yourself thriving, meaning growing, prospering, flourishing, not a pain-free existence, right? Meaning that when you have that to hold on to and to live out, and now I get to go and share that message with people through speaking, through coaching, through podcasting, like I know what I'm talking about because I live it. I live it and I have sustained the injuries. And I am certainly, like I said, not on the other side. There are more injuries to come. But when that focus is laser, when you have that it, oh boy, there is nothing that can release your grasp. You can can be, you know, pulled pulled through a keyhole, pulled through barbed wire, but you are not going to let go. So, you know, just to encourage that you're going to lose things. I don't know what they are for you. Um, I don't know how that will look different for you, but you're going to lose things and be prepared for the blow that that takes, but also the flourishing that that allows us to do and the the growth that that allows us to um, have for ourselves and, and to make our work even better and stronger. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing so honestly and Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not easy to share these kind of things, but when you brought up Indiana Jones, I absolutely <laughs> love that analogy, but I tell you where I thought you were going, oh, okay. and this is how it felt to me, you know, where he's going up the steps and then he comes to the gap and he has to step on the step that he doesn't see until he puts his oh, foot yeah, on yeah. the step and oh, then yeah. it appears. Yep. Uh-huh. I call that faith. Yeah. And it takes faith. Yeah. To believe what you cannot see. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. To do this. Yeah. And there are sacrifices, but yeah. it what we're saying is you can't help it. With right. me, it my it looked different for me because I had been in a career as an account rep with a fortune 500 company and very close to a six figure income for many Mm -hmm. years. And I walked away from that to be a full-time mother for 12 years. So I went from a big paycheck to no paycheck, Mm -hmm. but I loved what I was doing. And then when it was time to go back to work so that I could help finance an education that would not strap them for the rest of their life for their college education. I knew that I could, I knew I could go back to a sales position with a big company and get an immediate paycheck pretty much right away. Right. But I knew that I didn't want that life of lack of freedom and flexibility. And I called it golden handcuffs. Mm. And so that's where I worked and was basically paid a little bit or I worked for free, Mm -hmm. but it was really amazing. Fast forward, maybe eight years later. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm making money by then. 
put helped put my boys through college. They have a debt-free education. They're in the w- world of music. And right. they're beginning to tell me how they're not being paid for this or that. Right. We had a great time, but we didn't get paid for this. And right. I'm like, that's because you have your own business. Right. It's just that's all- right. And people that are in their own business work for free in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's just part of it. Well, but you know, and speaking to that, Jesse, yeah, even, even when, you know, people, it's from the outside looking in. When you're inside, you know differently. From the outside, you just don't know. It's, you know, it's easy for all of us to judge. But even when I had six employees, I remember having a stack of paychecks of my own on my desk that I hadn't cashed because I was busy paying payroll, right? Like that, people don't understand that it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter if if you are following some sort of passion, you know, self-employed or you're employing other people, you are go- you're the last to, to, to receive. You're the last to receive. But I think what helps me is the receipt. There is no price that can compare to the level of fulfillment that I have when just the other day I had a woman from Djibouti, Africa. Djibouti, okay? Reach out to me who got to know me through my podcast. Had this woman reach out to me. Now, you you put a price tag on that. I can't can't. do it. Right. You can't. And you know, we the potential. You talked about, hey, I'm not there yet. Have I replaced my income? Have I have I exceeded the the ultimate income that I had made in the past? Maybe we're not there yet, right? But the potential is there to sure. far exceed it. Sure. But we, but that's not the most important thing for mm-hmm. you, and I know it's not the most important thing for me right. either. Right. And so if there are we, things that I've learned to deal with out because I don't need them. Because what I need more is the fulfillment that comes from following my purpose. Yes, and like you said, that experience with this woman from Africa yeah. doesn't come, to, it's priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. How you get to speak into someone's life. And today, if you and I are helping someone make that transition yeah. that takes them from no quality of life and yeah. being in a hopeless situation to a quality of life where they are thriving mm-hmm. in what they were created to do, sure. that may not show up in our pay tech paycheck, Sherry, but it doesn't matter to us, does it? Right. No, no. It'll, it'll all come out in the wash. Well, can I share, that's part of, can I share with you a prayer? Yeah. Go right ahead. So this is my prayer that I pray every day on purpose, Jesse. And it's this, it's God, you have given me a set of gifts. You've given me a purpose. You've revealed that to me. You've set forth a path for me to go and deliver that. So here's what I ask. Let me walk in that and in the process, provide for me, period. That's it. And I have faith. I have 100% faith in that every day. Yes. And you're not starving. No. And I do see you have four walls and a roof over yes. your head. <laughs> yes, I do. And, and you love what you do and I you're do, making yeah. a difference. Yeah. You love what you do and you're making a difference. Yeah. And that's where I want to transition here to how you can help our listeners in what you offer. 
and sure. what you do. Sure. Because we all believe lies and listen mm -hmm. to lies. And one of the biggest things that we have to do is we have to mind our mind yeah. when oh, yeah. we are going the the going the road less traveled, yeah. even more so. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so you offer support, mm -hmm. you offer services. Um, you have a lot to bring to the table. Would you tell our listeners what it is that you have to offer? And they sure. may or may not be able to take advantage of that, but we yeah. certainly want them to have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, thank you for that opportunity. So I, my whole message is to coach women specifically to develop a thought world that allows them to truly thrive, right? To not just live or survive, but to truly thrive. Whatever's going on in their life, to be able to thrive first in their minds and then in their lives, right? And I coach them to do that by identifying what the lies are that they've believed over their entire lives that they've been taught by family, by society, whatever that is identifying them as lies, because a lot of times we women don't even realize that what we're thinking or believing is a lie. So we identify them, we call them by name, we call them out for what they are, and we replace them with truth. We learn what truth will be able to speak death to that lie, okay? And when we do that, when we start to develop a mind that is able to practice that, a fit mind is what I call it, one that is focused on thriving and not on just surviving, when we can do that, we begin to start to th see things in our life change. We start to see our relationships change. We start to see how much we love ourselves change. And we start to see the things that we want or need become clearer. We begin to have a clearer picture, a clearer lens of who we are and who we were created to be. And it clears the path. All of those lies are like, it's like, you know, uh, construction on a road just blocks our path. Like, nope, can't go that way. Nope, can't go that way. Because it's filled with all these lies and all this muck. We just need to come in with a big street sweeper of truth, right? And clear all that stuff off and be able to go then the path that was designed for us. Because once we can get to that, that's where we have that fulfillment and happiness and hope that, you know, you talk about. And so there are three ways that I um, deliver that message to women. One of those is I'm writing my first solo book called Little Lies, Big Truths. And uh, I am getting that traditionally published. So I do not have a publishing date yet because I have not landed on a publishing house as of yet, but I'll keep you informed about that. Um, the other way that I do that is through video coaching. I have a six-week uh, foundational video coaching package called Thrive. Uh, for women, specifically to focus on what we just talked about, speaking truth over the lies so that we can learn to thrive whenever, wherever we are. And um, so that's another way that women can work with me. And I do that virtually. Again, it can be done from anywhere. I work with people in different time zones. Um, I work with moms who say, hey, could we do it on a Saturday morning this week? And could we do it on a Wednesday afternoon next week? Absolutely. Um, I'm very flexible because that's what life requires um, when you're a nine to five rebel, right? It's not even what life mm -hmm. requires. It's what life is. Like if we want to, if we really want to practice this principle of integration, that's, that's the way that we have to deliver services. And I, I want to meet women where they are. 
And then the third way that I do that is through my podcast, Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry. And that's, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, wherever you can find, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and I just finished my last interview of season one. Um, so check that out uh, for sure. Season two will launch uh, mid-January. Oh, and then the other thing that I have to offer too, uh, every Tuesday at 1230 on my Dr. Sherry Facebook page, I go live with a message specific to speaking truth over the lies, specifically for women. And so that's just, you can learn more about me there. You can get some, you know, great free tips there. And if you want to work with me individually, Jesse, um, I definitely want to offer something special to your listeners. So um, thank you. Yeah. So typically um, the, I'm just, I'd like to be transparent so that nobody's caught off guard when they (laughs) reach out to me, but my six week coaching package is $1,800. And that includes a lot of things. It includes our one-on-one coaching. It includes unlimited access to me. It includes an assessment. You know, there's a lot of things that it includes. Um, but for your listeners, I would love to offer if they contact me and they reach out to me and they book by what, March 1st? Yeah, mm-hmm. by March 1st of 2020. If they book with me by March 1st of 2020, I'll take $500 off of that just for your listeners. But you have to mess, you have to mention Beacon of Hope podcast. Oh, thank you. That's a generous offer. Yeah. And so we that's, will have that's all of the links in the, in the show notes, of Great. course. Great. And I also want to make it very clear that even though the topic of my season here is for the nine to five rebel, yeah. you, you most likely are a nine to five rebel. That's why you're listening. But Sherry and her services can be a life coach yeah. to people that are <laughs> nine to five heroes. I think of young women, especially right now, I'm thinking of the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings and they've just not found their niche because they're believing lies or right. they're maybe in their niche but they don't even realize it and they're not thriving right because of lies that they're believing yep so i hope that our nine to five rebels will refer people to you sherry yeah. and to your podcast and direct them to you yeah so thank you thank Jessie. you so i end with two questions i know okay. that you end with a key question about the truth that you want people to take away. Yeah. The way I would like to end is this, how I want you to speak to two different people. Okay. The first one is the nine to five rebel mm-hmm. that is ready to throw in the towel because it, they just can't do it. But I, my promise through this podcast is that we will bring you tools and encouragement to stay in the game one more day. Yeah. Because yeah. all you got to do is stay in one more day. Mm-hmm. So first, will you speak to that person? Yeah. So two things I would tell that person listening is one, going back to peel back the layers, peel back the layers of distraction and make sure that you're laser focused on your it. Um, a lot of times we want to throw in the towel because we're, we're spinning in all different directions and we're trying to be everything to everything that we think we need to do. And I heard somebody, it was great, you know, social media is a powerful tool. So social media can also be a distraction. You don't have to be on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, 
LinkedIn. You do not have to be active on all of those platforms. You go to where your people are, peel back the distractions and laser focus on where your people are. And that's another laser focus. Do you know who your people are? Do you know? Because you are not for everyone. I am not for everyone, right? You are not for everyone, Jesse. We we are for, each of us is for an identified target person, somebody who needs what we have in the way that we have to give it. So that would be the first thing is peel back the layers of distraction. And then the second thing would be surround yourself, partner yourself with people who have gifts and skills that you do not possess, that you need to make you successful. Because the truth is you cannot do everything on your own, nor should you. Excellent. Excellent advice. I knew you would have excellent advice. <laughs> no question in my mind. You have not disappointed me All right, or great. the listeners. So the second question, then this is where we're going to end. And now you're speaking to that nine to five rebel that is currently filling the shoes of a nine to five hero. Yeah. Yeah. But they, ha- the shoes no longer fit. They're mm. either falling off or they're too tight they're in, they're beginning to be in pain. Yeah. They're really scared, but they know that they cannot thrive where they currently are. Right. What would you say to them to help them begin the process of the thought process? Because you're all about thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Thought process. That's going to lead to the action to transition them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, answer your what ifs. So you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're this nine to five hero. And then you've got this gnawing, this nagging in the back of your mind day in, day out, this, you know, passion to go do something different and you really want to, but here's what happens is that the, the fear in the form of what if questions, what if I don't make it? What if I'm not good enough? What if I fail? What if I don't have enough money to start? What if my family thinks this is a crazy idea? What if nobody understands me? What if I try to, you know, moonlight and then my boss finds out and fires me? Listen, If you answer your what ifs, they no longer have power over you. And then when you answer your what ifs, you can develop a strategic plan to address them. So if it's what if I um, don't have enough money to get started? Okay, what if you don't? That Well, then that means you need to know how much money that you have to get started. So that moves you into a question that's more productive, right? Because just spinning into those what if questions it, it leads to another what if and another what if and another what if. And what all of that does is it immobilizes you. It stops you from taking any strategic action whatsoever. So that would be my bottom line, first go-to piece of advice. Write down all of your what if questions and answer them. Well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that today you and I, Sherry, have put a light like a beacon yeah on some hope that someone needed and that light is just enough to give them clarity and focus on what their next right step should be yeah i think so thank you thank you so much for helping us to deliver that here at the beacon of hope podcast you got it thanks for having me on the show Hey there, 9 to 5 Rebel. We are so grateful you chose to make time for yourself by listening in today. Be sure to tune in next week as Jesse delivers yet another dose of hope 
for your entrepreneurial spirit. If the rebel in you has been inspired today, will you please subscribe or leave us a five-star review? Help us reach other nine to five rebels like yourself, because the world definitely needs more people doing what they love for a living. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To learn more about your Beacon of Hope podcast host, Jesse Kretzer, just visit her website at jessiekretzer.com to subscribe to her blog, or you can connect with her directly on Facebook at Jesse Robison Kretzer or Instagram at Beacon of Hope underscore JK.